0: Uh, Father, we just thank you for uh, just your spirit being (laughs) ever-present. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for just being our strength and and guiding us and being our helper and our comforter. Uh, So we just thank you and praise you for that and all the glory to Jesus. Amen. So, last month, I don't know, probably the 14th, uh, I had went on a walk, and it looks like I know I don't walk a lot, but I try to. And then, and then Chris introduced me to running in the cold. So running in the cold is something that I enjoy. It's it's invigorating, and I hear from the Lord there, you know, when I'm just by myself. And I was running, and I was, I had just left my house and. I was in a bad mood, really bad mood. Uh, just I'm going to be honest, all hell broke out at the house, and I was right in the middle of it. I wasn't being very Christian, so I left and as I was running down the road, I was just praying to God and, and just seeking him and and then I'm not a people person anyway, so I saw this guy walking down his driveway. Uh, Taken out his trash, I'm assuming, but the closer I get, I'm asking God, God, don't let him talk to me. <laughs> I don't want to talk to this guy. You know, he wasn't going to say anything to me. I had a face mask on. You know, I'm 6'2", like over 300 pounds, so anybody that sees me running down the road, they're going to stay away anyway, So, <laughs> which is cool, because, you know, like I said, I don't like people, but the closer I got to him, just being honest, I thought we were supposed to be honest around here. Uh So anyway, as I'm getting closer to this guy, he's getting closer to his trash can, and I just look at him, and he's got this look on his face of just defeat, of just anger, uh, just built up hatred, and I believe it was for himself. Uh, And I was just asking God, I was like, God, what? Why? I was like, he's got a nice house, super nice house, he's got you know, a brand new truck, brand new boat, all the things that anybody could ever ask for. And he was telling me, he said, it's not what he has on the outside, it's what's on the inside that's the problem. And I said, well, I was like, that's good. You know, I'm not like that, God. He's like, yeah, you are like that. I was like, I was just like, no, I'm not. I have a van with silver tape holding up the window that I paid 150 bucks for, and you know what I mean. And I don't have anything new or fancy. And he says, "It's not the outside that you like; it's the inside." And it really struck me. And I was like, "But God, I, you know, I, I tithe. That's what good Christians do, right? They tithe. They say, you know, grace before eating or whatever." But I said, "Me? Like what? Like not me? Surely?" You mean somebody else. And he said, no, it's you. So I was asking, I'm like, so, so what do I have to do? God, like, how do, I, how do I change? He said, you better change, you better allow me to change you now instead of waiting down the road because what you're doing now, you're replacing me with the world. And I said, that's crazy. I said, I would never do that. He said, no, you wouldn't right now, but... Give it 10 years and you'll have your flesh back that I'm so trying to get rid of. So I said, what's the secret? I said, what do I got to do? He said, what you have to do is not get into heaven. It's getting heaven into you. That's what we have to do. We have to allow God to get heaven into us. See, the kingdom is here right now. And I'm going to back it up with some scriptures because if you don't believe me, well, then you'll believe scripture, hopefully. Matthew 6.10. I'll see if you want to put that up. This is the only one I have up there. It says, May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, I like the New Living Translation because it says, May your kingdom come. May your will be done. See, we have, whether you believe it or not, we have the power to hinder his kingdom or to help it. So, It's up to you. Do you want to allow God in your life and you help the kingdom? Or do you want to hurt it? The next verse I have, and it's not up there, but I'll say it It says, Matthew 19, 14. But Jesus said, Let the little children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. And I looked up the definition of belong. It means the property of. So, how can we own something but not have it now? We have it now. The kingdom is here. Here, now. Let's look at a couple more. Luke 12, 32. So don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives you, your Father, great happiness to give you the kingdom. That's what it's about. It's about the Father giving us the kingdom. It's not anything we can do for Him or, or, or try to conjure up or, or to force to say, you know, hey, look at me, I'm I'm doing what's right, and then you go home and you're cussing and fighting with your wife. I mean, I've been there and I'm still there if you want me to be honest, but it's about self-denial, it's about taking up your cross. So I I'm at this point now in my life where I'm trying to get heaven into me, and it requires sacrifice. And I know a lot people don't like that word but that's what it requires he says you take up your cross daily we was talking in sunday school about that about us doing like we want to do more for the lord we want to say lord use us lord we're your servant But what does that mean if we're the Lord's servant? It means we do other things for others, not ourselves. It's selfless love, unconditional love. How many of us here say we love our wife or husband when they do something for us? But how many of us love our wife or husband when they don't do anything for us? So that's what it's about, not expecting anything in return because it says here the Father has great happiness to give you the kingdom. You already have it. It's already here. Let's go to Luke 11, 17 through 22. And this is Jesus speaking, I believe, to the Pharisees. He said, he knew your thoughts, so he said. Any kingdom divided by civil war is doomed. A family splintered by feuding will fall apart. You say I am empowered by Satan. But if Satan is divided and fighting against himself, how can his kingdom survive? And if I am empowered by Satan, what about your own exorcist? They cast out demons too. So they will condemn you for what you have said. And here's verse 20. Here's the kicker. But if I, Jesus said, am casting out demons by the power of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. See, we think heaven is some far place we'll be when we've been good little Christians. But it's not. It's not about the heaven. Jesus is heaven. That's the point. Jesus is heaven. It's not about getting to the place where Jesus is. It's about him getting us now in our hearts and in our lives, transformed lives. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm tired of having anxiety and I'm tired of having hate for people and I was talking again in Sunday school about forgiveness. I don't like to forgive, I want to hold grudges. I want to hold these <laughs> I want to hold these transgressions because I feel like I'm owed that. you know what I mean, like I said I I'm sure people have had worse growing up, but it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't optimal. But that's all of us. So if we hold every little thing and never let it go, we will never experience the kingdom on earth. That's what it's about. I said, you know, the kingdom is here and it's flourishing. You just have to be aware of it. And that's another thing is perspective. You know, with the 2020, I'm sure that a lot of people have talked about vision But that's what it is. It's about vision. It's about changing our perspective and our minds. You know, don't conform to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your mind isn't completely renewed when you accept Christ. It's a process. You have to go through this process. So when we're here going through a process, it sucks. Let's just be honest. But the glory that comes with it for Jesus is really outweighing all of that. So as I was talking to God that day when I passed up the man who probably could have used some encouragement, I said, "Well, how do we do this? How do we how do we get heaven into us? How do we be transformed?" This is going to be the shortest one ever. That's cool. Because this is all God has to say right here. He gave me five things, <laughs> and during the podcast we were talking with John he said a good preacher has 3 points in its 20 minutes. So I'm about 10 right now, so I think I've got you beat. <laughs> so we're going to be out of here before anybody else is at the restaurant, which is cool. But I'm going to do about 10 more minutes and then five points so to be I got to I got to beat you somehow, John. I can't let you be the winner all the time. So here's five points that the Lord gave me to get kingdom in my heart to get Jesus in my heart. Number one is give up. <laughs> Just give up. That's that simple but it's hard. The things he told me to give up were my agendas, my attitudes and my appetites. See we all have the flesh and it hungers for what the flesh wants. But the flesh cannot please God, only faith can. So we have to give up whatever it is that we think we know and that we want for ourselves, for what God wants. That's the only way to make it. So you have to give up. And then you have take up. I had mentioned this. you got to take up your cross daily. Get in the Word. Don't do it just to do it to feel like God loves you. Do it because you get to. Because the Creator of the universe specifically has you in mind while doing everything He has done. So you get to spend time with the Creator of the universe. That's awesome. Third, makeup. I'm not talking about the things you apply to yourself to make yourself look better, because we do that enough. I'm talking about reconciling with people, going to them personally and saying, Hey, I'm sorry that I've done this to you. Can you forgive me? And if they can't, that's on them. You've done what God has asked you to, but you have to let go of that pain. Before you can ever do what God has called you to do, you have to let it go. See, the Bible, in the message version, it says it the best. I love it. It says, pile all your troubles on God, for He cares for you. Just keep piling them. He doesn't care what it is. Big, small, and if it's over and over and over. Uh, you know what I mean? Let's, I'm just going to be honest here again. My wife is in Minnesota, and the one thing that I've been struggling with while she was gone is lust. So there's that, but I keep piling it on God, and I'm sure he's getting tired of me piling the same thing, but he doesn't. He loves it because it means we rely on him. The fourth one is break up. Break up with yourself. There's a great song, I don't know who sings it, but it's talking about breaking up with yourself. You have to get rid of yourself. You have to allow him to pour all of him into all of you that way when people look at you they don't see you they see Jesus and when you're gone the only thing they remember you by is well he loved Jesus or she loved Jesus that's what it's about it's about Jesus anything other than Jesus you might as well just throw in the trash and then this last one I've added, this one it's pretty funny Shane will probably know what it means anybody who's worked corrections probably knows what it means stay up I'm sure how many times somebody said that to you? Stay up. In other words, in, in regular talk, it just means to keep looking forward. To keep pursuing what God has called you to. To keep remembering that you are a child of God. You are worthy of His love. You are His. You are the heir of the kingdom. Now just think about that for a minute, what all that entails. You are heirs of the kingdom. What all does the kingdom come with? Well, it comes with heaven's armies that fight for you. It comes with uh, Jesus intercessing for you, which is amazing. He's at the Father's right hand praying for you. And it means that the enemy is defeated. That's the big one. The enemy is defeated. So whenever you feel defeated, remember that you are victorious because of the cross, because of what Jesus has done. Because he gave up. See, and like I said in my communion meditation, he was there in, in the garden, and it just it's such a vivid picture to me that of, of Jesus giving up his divinity, giving up his, his place of God. He said, not my will, Father, but yours. But he said before that, if there's any other way, please take it. But he knew that he had to do it. He said the joy that was set before him was far greater than the pain he was going to go through. Who was he thinking of when he was talking about the joy that was set before him? He was talking about you. He was talking about me. He was talking about us. You know, I like to say that It wasn't the nails that held Jesus on that cross. It was His love for us that did. So I just, if there's anything I can say to you through this, it's not about getting into heaven. It's not about living on earth like hell and then hoping for heaven one day. That's not what it's about. It's about living there now. Living here now with Jesus. So whenever you feel down or feel like giving up. Just remember that He loves you and He died for you. So that's all that I have. Father, I just thank You. Uh, I just want to thank You that it doesn't matter about <laughs> we have to give 20 minutes this or four points this or, or an hour here, Father, or, or whatever. Father, we're here just to do what You call us to Any more than that, that's from us. Any less than that, that's from us. So, Father, I just pray for everybody here that that they just live kingdom-minded and just remember whose they are. And, Father, I just, again, I just pray that we allow you into those places that we don't like to go to in ourselves so you can expose them and then you can bring light to those And you can heal those, Father. It's a hard road, and I'm going through it right now, but it's a fulfilling road. And we feel closer, connected with you. So, Father, again, I just thank you, and I praise you, and I just say a special blessing over everybody here that we just give you our all. You require nothing from us, but you demand that we give our all. So, Father, I pray that's what we all do. And when I pray that Shane's challenge came to mind, is just, and I haven't done it, is just ask God for one person just to speak into, because sometimes you speaking into them does more for you than it does for them. So, Father, I just thank you for allowing us to live here victorious and live here with you. (laughs) So I just thank you, Father, and I praise you in Jesus' name.